0: Now, Drew, he was very mad I made him pick the Kansas City Chiefs and Cincinnati Bengals spread. I would argue he was more angry that we're doing the teaser challenge with only two games and four <laughs> legs possible to doing? take. Now, I did, oh, you can pick the totals, too. I did give him the I option. I like, get, you get the tease zero. I did give him the option. I gave him the Steve Fezzik special to do totals as well, to tease down totals as well. Only makes yeah. Steve Fezzik hate this show even more. On black fat stats in the pocket hole squad fast cash. Send the bookie, tell her bring it from the bag No be coming for the bag West Coast, West Coast, West Coast West Coast, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Shaver Crookston, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, and we are the West Coast Gamblers. Brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that and, makes and the you letter money. Oh. Listen, I, I think it's been like four weeks since I've successfully done the intro. I don't know what's happening to me. I, I'm getting off my game. I really got to focus in. It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs, Tony. This is why my Packers were eliminated. And I will say, this is the second to last show. Of the NFL slate. We only have two more times to make bets on NFL games, boys, before we have to wait all the way till September once again. I'm sure there's some USFL games we'll dive into later, but this is the real deal. We got to start hitting this, and no one, no one in the world. Is hotter right now than Schaefer the sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston. Week 17, he got nine points. He went four and one on his bets. Week 18, he went four and one on his bets. Uh wildcard weekend, five and one, and then this past weekend, he was four and two. Schaefer the sharp's hot right now. We're gonna tr- we're gonna follow him all the way that we can. Myself, I went two and three last week because of that goddamn under. They wouldn't stop scoring in the Los Angeles Rams Tampa Bay game. Dangles. We're not going to say what your record is because we want people to keep listening to the show.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't good. I I consider just completely and totally withdrawing from all betting as a service, <laughs> a public service to our listeners for the remainder of the playoffs because I have been so foul at everything. <laughs> now, granted, last weekend I don't think a lot of people did very well if you played spreads because every single
2: underdog won. Um, but but here we are, and uh, I'm well, gonna honestly, if, no matter what spread you picked last week, you might as well just flip a. Because it was 50 50 when the last play. So, so you can't really do that. Continue. Uh, well, well, that's I, it. That's I'll say,
0: Dangles, this is how you started the regular <laughs> season, though. You weren't as fucking morbid as you are right now, but you started the regular season off slow and then you came back late with the best gambler on the show during the regular season. So it's time to turn it around you got two more weeks. Time to turn around right now. We're going to be giving out uh, bets for the conference championship games. Each of the uh, hosts here is going to give out a side for both of those games. We're going to give out a total you can take this weekend, a player prop you can take this weekend. We have the Moneyline Challenge, the Teaser Challenge. It's all coming up. But first... We have a man who is smarter than all three of us combined when it comes to breaking down these NFL games, especially from the player prop perspective. He comes to us from the betting predators. He's been on this show before, and I cannot wait to talk to him. Mr. Chris Dell is waiting for us to dive into his interview right now, and that's coming up next. And then afterwards, we'll give you all the bets you need to make money this weekend. Always brought to you by DraftKings, those lovely friends of ours. I can't wait to get into it. Let's get in on Dell, and that's coming up next. West west Coast Gamblers. All right, everyone, we are live and in charge with a man who's going to tell us some winners for the player prop world of championship weekend. He's been on this show before. He's delivered us winners before, although the last time he was on, he took part in the fantasy playoff challenge, and I do believe he is in fourth out of four in that challenge. But hey, it was a new format for him. You never know what we're going to get. But most importantly, he's here to celebrate because his Cincinnati Bengals a team that had a six and a half win total at the start of the season a team that had the same Super Bowl odds as the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans at the start of the season are playing in the AFC championship and he is here to gloat about that and give us some winners for championship weekend please welcome back to the show Mr. Chris Dell welcome back my friend
3: appreciate it guys all I can say is uh who day and uh you know we're talking about the last show we did together and I Not to be uh, prophetic or anything, but I I think I laid out the Super Bowl path for the Bengals, and uh, we're one step away, baby. You know, we got the Raiders in round one. We've got a a weak Titans team in round two. Then we're going to get a beat-up Bills or Chiefs team in round three. And then we're going to face an an Aaron Rodgers, with probably the worst toe he's had all year. So Super Bowl pass right, right there, guys, right there.
0: You are one step away. Now, I, uh, we all had high hopes for you, Bengals. Obviously, when they made the playoffs, when they won the division, you thought they could perform. But in your wildest dreams, did you think they'd actually be here at this moment in Joe Burrow's second year on the team?
3: Absolutely not. I I, I did so many off-season podcasts with Sleepy at the Betting Predators, and Sleepy was hyping up to me all off-season long. And I was like, you know what? If they go 6-10 and 10 and Burrow doesn't tear his knee again, I'm going to be a happy Bengals fan. And here we are. And honestly, last week, like, I did not think they were going to win that game. You know, they got that interception right there off the end against Tannehill. I mean, Burrow was sacked so many times. And there were multiple times where Burrow held onto the ball, got him out of field goal position by getting sacked. I thought there was no way they're winning this game. And, you know, what's funny is the defense has stepped up in really key moments and made some big plays. Uh, I'm – a little worried they can do it against Kansas City, but man, I would have never expected this in a million years.
0: It's a tough matchup, but you guys did beat Kansas City in week 17. You came back from, I think it was 28-7 at one point. You guys came back and won that game. Uh, it was a hell of a comeback, but again, Kansas City looks like world beaters right now. The, the very good chance of them making their third straight Super Bowl. You guys obviously have the biggest uh, underdog margin of the field at plus seven right now. I guarantee you're betting on the Bengals plus seven because that's where your heart is. But how do you think these guys match up on paper here? Kansas City is performing at otherworldly levels in the playoffs.
3: Oh, I, I actually bet a, a money line parlay with the Chiefs and Rams. So I, I, <laughs> like, I hope I lose money this weekend. Put it that way.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it, Chris. And real quick, before we get into this matchup, I just want to say we've been texting a lot during these playoffs. And I'll text with my buddy, Bullrock, who's a Bills fan. I can say as a Lions fan, you know, these two morons here, Dangles and Tony, are used to making, you know, deep postseason runs, being fans of the Patriots and the Packers. Not that deep. Actually, actually, Tony's not used to that. Sorry, scratch that. He's not used to making deep runs. But I want you to take me through the process of being a Bengals fan through the years as I am a Lions fan. Just continuous losers and and you you said it in the preseason pod. They had they had runs with Carson Palmer where they would win the division and it was a classic Marvin Lewis first first round out, you know. But this is witness. We are witness here. If you get a franchise quarterback and you draft well, this is a two-year this is a two-year process. It's two years and then the AFC Championship game. Is there any team in your eyes with a trajectory of the Cincinnati Bengals like who would you rather have in the whole NFL right now? As far as trajectory for the future,
3: I, I can't really say it's any any other team besides what the the last three teams we saw play in the AFC: Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs. I mean, it's just just unbelievable. Um, I'll tell you why. Like, I, I honestly like I'm I'm 33 years old. I didn't start watching football until I was like 13, 14 years old. Like, really watching football, following it every year. So it's been almost 20 years. Uh, you know, the first Super Bowl I ever saw, really like intimately, vividly remember remember certain plays is 2002 when the underdog Patriots shocked the world and beat the Rams there. And, um, you know, the year after is when I really started following the Bengals really hard. I mean, my whole life, my, my uncle, my step family up in Cincinnati, they've been season ticket holders for a long time, you know, back since the late 80s, early 90s. Um, the, the the most fond memory, it's it's a crazy memory to have, but it was back in 2003. Uh, it was a year, I think it was the year after the Bengals went 2-14, and 14, and they were having a, a decent year. They actually had a winning record or, or 500 record. And uh, we had Chad Johnson was coming on before he turned mm-hmm. his name into Ocho Cinco. Uh, Peter Warwick, John Kitna was a quarterback. Oh, and, Peter Warwick. Th- this was when Chad Johnson started like, you know, being that guy who spoke out to the media and really created a lot of headlines. And I don't know if you remember this, but he guaranteed the Bengals would beat the Chiefs when the Chiefs were coming in to that game. I think they were like 8-0 and or 9-0. and They were the last undefeated team left in the nfl and the Bengals come out came out and beat them uh peter warwick returned a punt for a touchdown had another long touchdown catch and it was like it was like a super bowl for a Bengals fan at that time and then the the year after i believe or was the year either they drafted carson palmer or the first year palmer started because he sat his entire rookie season behind Mm -hmm. so uh, and then it was like Palmer took off like before Palmer tore his knee in that ACE ACL in that Steelers wildcard game. Like he was literally in that echelon with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning for like a very, very, very brief moment. And he just was, he was never the same quarterback coming back from that ACL injury. Um, so it was like, no, the hype was there, man. Like Chad Johnson, TJ zada freaking Rudy Johnson, my boy used to run for like 14, 1500 yards a season. Um, it all went down the drain and, I used to be the biggest critic of the Bengals from like 2000 and I want to say, let's say 2009 to 2015, that whole span where they lost like five, six, five, six straight, uh, straight playoff games in the first round uh, with Andy Dalton as quarterback. And I, I basically denounced the Bengals uh, as a fan because I thought Dalton was, yeah. I thought Dalton was such a terrible quarterback. I thought Marvin Lewis just blew it so many times with bad decision making in those playoff games. Or maybe, maybe they should have won like two of them and went two and four or something like that. But it was just heartbreaking to see over and over. And, you know, it's unfortunately Mike Brown, uh, the the owner of the team, wouldn't make that change uh, until it just got really bad. And after the Bengals beat the Titans last weekend, I went back on YouTube and I re-watched, like, the condensed highlights of every single Bengals (laughs) playoff loss since (laughs) the 2005 (laughs) game. And I'll tell you this. I thought I was hard on Andy Dalton. That guy's a fucking bum. Like, he is, like, the worst (laughs) quarterback I've ever seen play – Watch his highlights in the playoffs. Worst quarterback in NFL history in the playoffs. There is none other worse than Andy Dalton. So that's my biggest takeaway. So much joy as a Bengals fan. I will hate Andy Dalton to the grave.
2: The only thing I'll say about that is I just got reminded when you were talking about that that great, uh, um, you know, your process throughout the years to watch the Bengals. John Kitten, I forgot that name, because he came to the Lions miraculously after the Bengals. And my dad um, – uh, week two was calling him John Shitna, a uh, very creative nickname um, for John Kitna. But yeah, man, uh, what a what a season! And hey, it might not end. I think we're gonna get into it right now, though. It might not end. I'm, well, it, it might, might not, not yeah. and
1: that's that's kind of one of one of the things. I mean, this might be the only time. We get to ask you this question because, you know, uh, you know, depending on what happens this weekend, but let's say they pull it off. Let's say they do the unthinkable and the run continues and they're coming to Los Angeles a mere 40 minutes from where Tony Squares and I sit at this very moment at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Who do you want to see? Who would you rather see? Or is there a team that you're more scared of seeing than the other between the Rams and the 49ers? Like, let's say your Bengals are going. Who do you want to play or who do you not want to play?
3: It, that's I don't want to play the Chiefs. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, we that's beat fair. we beat the Chiefs, but like the Chiefs were still kind of struggling a little bit to that point. Uh, if you look at the box score, like Kelsey had like thirty yards in that game. Uh, Tyree Kill had, even though he had ten targets, he had like forty some yards. Um, the the Daryl Williams actually he had like eighty eight yards and two rushing touchdowns in that game. He was he was tearing it up then, um, but. I would love to see the narrative of the Bengals. Uh, the last time, you know, they were in the Super Bowl was they lost back-to-back years in the Super Bowl to the 49ers. Um, and I, I would just be more confident facing an offense that has Jimmy G at quarterback than I would facing the I just think the Rams right now just an absolute juggernaut and the, the yeah. Bengals run defense is like halfway decent. They've had flashes during the season where they've been like solid, above average. Uh, you know, they have some decent defensive backs, but I think their secondary is more of a weakness uh, you know, big plays. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about the big play threat with Tyree kill yards after the catch this weekend, but I would personally rather play the 49ers. I think they'd have a better chance to beat them. Uh, but man, it's going to be, you know, I'm surprised that six, I saw 60% of the money is on or the both the money and the tickets is on Cincinnati so far, but all the sharps I've been listening to on a lot of the podcasts I, I check into, uh, Everyone I know is picking the Chiefs, so it's interesting to see yeah. that difference there.
0: It's tough. It's a big number. Seven's a big number when it comes to the championship game. I have a few stats on that that I'll go through when we make our picks later, but it's a it's a rarity when it comes this late in the playoffs. Uh, and I will say, Kansas City, I think, can be beat. We saw Buffalo throw the ball all over the place against them last week, and I think Joe Burrow and that crew can do it just like they did it in Week 17. Kansas City let up the sixth most passing yards in the NFL during the regular season what we don't want to say is Cincinnati led up the 7th most passing yards in the NFL in the regular season but Dell before we move on to the player prop world what's the we we asked this to the San Francisco fan that we had on last week and I'll ask it to you as well you're obviously a Bengals fan hitting up the Chiefs. What is the last thing you want to see? What's the worst thing you want to see—the player, the X-factor, the person you don't want to see get hot? It can't be Pat Mahomes, but what's the worst thing you want to see on the Bengals or on the Chiefs, and why does it rhyme with Eli Schmapple? <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, I, I think that like it would be it would be really shitty to like have Edwards Elair be like a bust like, two years <laughs> into his career, and then just have like the biggest game of his life. Right? I feel like that would be something that would be really shitty to see because I'm probably going to feed him in most like DFS tournaments this weekend. Yeah. But, all right, even like Jared, I was so big on Jarek McKinnon in fantasy like three years ago. He tore his ACL in the preseason, and now he all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like he, he's coming out, and it's like, oh, yep. three years too late. But I would say like you expect the K- Kansas City passing attack to have a big game. But, like, so I think it's like you see one of the running backs start to pop off like with the rushing attack. I think that's going to be – Mike, it might be a little trouble there if that happens.
0: Well, let, let's go through some of these players, though. I know you got some props that you want to give out for the AFC, maybe some for the NFC as well. What are some winners we're going to take into the weekend, my guy? Maybe a an Awuzie to get a pick, maybe Uzama over to help your fantasy squad and the fantasy invitation. What do we got?
3: Yeah, you know, this is uh, this is a tough one because, like, you're – you know, you're afraid to take any unders in this game. I I agree with the, with the total being clearly the highest of the week here. I mean, I think it opened at like 56 and a half. I think right now it's 54 and a half on DraftKings. Um, you know, honestly, like the two props I like the most, I can't get away from. And and this is like a lot of like my thinking with DFS and trying to maximize my ceiling this weekend, playing in a two game slate type of contest. But I think Tyree Kill and Jamar Chase, like are going to be in all my lineups here. And you know, I'm actually not going to play the yardage over yet. I, I might just want to play in both of these props. But I actually, the, the the two props I like the most so far is Tyreek Hill, longest reception over 24 and a half, and mm. Jamar Chase, longest reception over 26 and a half. Um, you know, one stat I like to keep track of in our research stock every week over at Betting Predators is uh, pass rate over expectation. And these are two of the top seven teams and pass rate over expectations throughout the entire year, uh, especially when you look at the last like month or so of the season. Uh, these are also two teams whose defenses rank in the bottom half of the league versus the deep pass. So you DVOA rushing, DVOA pass defense, like DVOA versus the deep pass. Uh, these are two of the bottom 10 teams in the league here. Uh, and, and when you look at the Bengals, actually, you actually can only find one week all season where they did not allow a 25-plus yard completion to an opposing wide receiver. That was wow. week, that was week two against the Bears when the Bears had both Fields and Dalton playing in that game. Uh, most games, they've allowed like two, three, or more. Uh, so this team... And a-
0: as we've covered, Andy Dalton sucks.
3: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, and, uh, two, and two quarterback
1: systems work great, just ask Matt Rule. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, I mean like Deshaun Jackson had a 26 yard reception against them in the in the wild card round against a you know pretty bad uh Raiders uh, passing offense there, you know, ever since they lost Henry Ruggs earlier in the season. And then uh, you know, you saw AJ Brown break loose. Like he could have had more than a couple of long uh completions there. Yeah, but he had they had the big 40 plus yarder there for them. But uh I think the yards after the catch ability though, is like these aren't just two burners that like can beat you running straight shots down the field. Like you catch a slant o- over the middle. You saw what Tyree Kill could do with it. Uh, Last week, you watched the replay on Jamar Chase's long catch from last week. Like he had hardly any cushion between him and the nearest (laughs) defender. And he winds up running it for like 30 yards after the catch. So uh, I I think with Chase, even like negative game script Bengals like seven point dogs, like that's perfect situation for them to increase their uh, increase their pass rate. Once again, Uh, Chase has long games of 28 plus in each of his last three full games, one of which came against the Chiefs. I think he had a 72 yarder in that one. So these are the two most electric players on the field. Uh, two of the bottom 10 defense in the league in terms of their secondary play and defending deep plays, just big plays in general. So those are the two plays I've landed on so far that I like the most in the week in this game. Hell
0: yeah. I love I like that. and the analysis. Yeah, I, like I love I, all
2: of it. I like it a lot, Chris. And obviously look at that box, box score. We assume uh, that Jamar Chase won't have 11 for 296 and three and uh, take our uh, Mac Jones rookie of the year ticket that the West Gambler, the West Coast Gamblers, uh, went in on and um, put it in the potty and put, turn it there's on. There's still fire. a chance, but,
0: Drew. There's still a chance.
2: Yeah, there's still a chance. But but you know, D- 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 Dell's been on Twitter this whole this whole season preaching from the mountaintops that if you cash that ticket, you're part of the biggest you know Ponzi scheme <laughs> scam in, in in the history of American uh, uh, commerce. So he might he might be right. What I want to ask is this. Joe Burrow, I heard a stat uh, yesterday uh, or maybe today, sacked at least two times in eleven straight weeks. Mm. Now, obviously, he was absolutely steamrolled against the Titans. Still, find a way to win. Um, and this is kind of a it's a, it's a silly like obvious question. You obviously worry about his health, but based on him getting banged up last week and the thing I love about Joe Burrow the most is that guy's freaking attitude. You've never seen him even hit the ground in frustration never see him go like this to his lineman I he literally tosses the ball to the ref like Barry Sanders after a touchdown and gets up but how worried are I mean again how worried are uh, the first time these these teams played the Chiefs got to him four times how worried are you about that Chiefs defensive line versus Burrow in this matchup? I mean that, that's got to be the X factor right?
3: Well I, yeah I mean I don't know. I think it's just it's just a factor in the game. It's 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 one of the main factors in the game. Um, I think maybe like the Titans might have had a little bit better of an interior pass rush than the Chiefs had throughout the season, even though the Chiefs had Melvin Ingram coming on as of late, obviously Chris Jones there. So I think it's going to be I don't think it's going to be worse than what they had to deal with with the Titans. If anything, it might be just as bad but I think at least they'll have a week to prepare from that. I think Burrow is smart enough to where he can like learn from some of his mistakes in terms of like, Hey, just throw a couple of these balls away. Um, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe Zach Taylor switches it up a little bit, runs a few more, inter- you know, short intermediate routes on some of these plays to where at least Burrow has like a checkdown down option. Uh, you know, Joe Mixon over the last, that's, that's another prop I, I I'm leaning to, I haven't bet yet, but I noticed the line move up two yards uh, earlier today is Joe Mixon receiving yards over? Uh, I think it came out around 24 and a half, 25 and a half. Uh it's now I see I'm seeing the lowest lines 27 and a half. the last three uh, the last four games, week 16 to now, uh, he's averaging almost seven targets a game and almost a seven, mm. 17% target share. Like that's enough for like a pretty viable wide receiver on a regular team, let alone a running back. And that and that's compared to before that stretch, he was averaging 2.4 targets per game. Uh, With an 8% target share, it's because the other guys like P. Ryan and Chris Evans, they were playing on all the passing down snaps. But during the playoffs, you're not going to see that happen. So I I do strongly lean that way for Mixon right now. Um, I'd probably play that up to like 30 yards. And again, like the negative game script, uh, Bengals being seven-point dogs, lends itself to like more passes, more checkdowns, et cetera. And then the thing I like the most about the, the X factor for me for the Bengals is like can their offense bring it like they did the last time? Because the Chiefs like to play a lot of man-to-man coverage. When you look at yep. Jamar Chase, like his, his uh, targets versus zone go from uh, 21% against zone defenses to 26% against man defenses. And that's a big reason why he torched the two games he had 200-plus yards were against two secondaries that like pretty much almost always play man to man coverage, which were the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs in the last meeting. So I don't think it'll be a fluke for Chase to have another big game here. Uh, T. Higgins' target share also goes up in those situations. The, the the one guy you see targeted less against man versus zone is actually Uzoma, uh, even though I think he's played himself enough to have a big role in this offense. So those are all the reasons why I really like Chase a lot. Uh, and then just one last point on Tyree kill too. Cause like I'm probably like going to lean to double dip on like the longest reception and just the overall yards or receptions. But mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Mahomes, like as a quarterback, like he's been checking down a lot uh, underneath a- as of late, when you look at like his adjusted completion percentage uh, over the last three weeks has gone up three straight weeks up to 90%. It's because like a lot of his throws are going like low, like Tyree kills a dot has gone down in consecutive weeks to 5.3. So when you think about Tyree kill who led them in targets last week, if Tyree kills getting a 5.3 average death, the target, like you you almost almost have to play his receptions prop over because yeah. you know, the yardage. Yeah. It can come or it can't come on a big play, but he's going to get that volume. And those, those targets are going to be so sure to be caught. Five yards down the field, uh so that kind of plays into like why I like the. And then his routes, like he was hurt a little bit in the last couple of weeks of the season. Routes up to eighty-eight percent, target share up to thirty percent, air yard share up to thirty percent. So even though he's getting five point three yard average at the target passes, he's still getting thirty percent of the air yards in the offense. So like I, I just again, I just cannot get away from Tyreek and Jamar Chase, no matter what t- type of DFS lineup you build. To me, to me, those guys got to be in there. And I'm probably going to play most of the overs that are available across the board for those guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. That's a hey, more props to you for being prepped for this Bengals game. There's a lot that goes into it and you put in the work and that's why you give us winners. And I'm very excited to hit those AFC games, but there's still one more game to talk about. We're not going to go as in-depth as we just did in this Bengals game, but let's talk about San Francisco. I got I got to learn to do it. I lost a bet. And of course, the Los Angeles Rams. Do you have any props for this game? What are your feelings? What are the winners?
3: Uh, the the one prop that I actually like the most, and you know, is Cam Akers under sixty point five rushing yards? Ooh, uh, okay. The, the nine, I, I know he's getting like twenty plus carries a game, but this Niners defense is no joke. Like they they've held almost every opposing running back over the last two plus months to less than sixty yards. A lot of times, less than forty five, even forty yards. Uh, You know, DVOA, uh, their run defense overall is number four in the league. PFF grade run defense, number six. DVOA number two their run stop win rate that's a metric by ESPN is number three overall so no matter how you slice it even the Rams too like these are the two of the best run defenses in the yeah. league so uh, you know and, and and the Rams run blocking their pass blocking is a lot better the run blocking still pretty good but that's one of the notable uh, advantages in this game is San Francisco's run defense slight advantage whereas the Rams also have a slight advantage in their run defense versus the run blocking so I think with acres like you're going to see the Rams try to attack through the air here uh, this, this 49ers front four is playing the best they've played all year by far and yep. it's just you, you know you saw acres 24 carries 48 yards last week and then two, a couple weeks ago when these two teams played him and michelle combined like 26 carries for i think 43 yards so it's even worse than yeah. that and yeah, it, could not do
1: anything i was at that game
3: and it's not acres fault like you can't run against the bucks when they're playing at full strength and you can't run against the Niners. so i'm just willing to play that under there, you know, probably down to about maybe 56, 57 yards. I don't think it'll go down that low, but that's the one prop. I I know he's getting all the touches. He might get 25 carries, but I don't see him getting more than like two, barely over two yards a carry in that type of matchup.
0: And also, if he keeps putting the ball on the ground, they might throw Sony Michelle out there just to get those two yards a carry. Keep him honest. I love that bet. I do love Cam Akers, though. He might be a keeper in one of my fantasy leagues, but yeah, it might be tough sledding for him. I'm excited to watch this game, though. I think it's definitely two completely different sides of what NFL football is today. The AFC Championship is going to be glitz and glamour, professional quarterbacks throwing the ball down the field, wide receivers making plays in space, and the NFC Championship is going to be who wants to hit the other one off of their feet more often and who can win the physical battle. I'm very excited to watch it, but before we let you go, Congrats to you, Bengals. We'll let you start to get ready to watch that game. I'm sure you're going to be nervous wearing the same socks you've worn over the past seven weeks. Excited <laughs> to watch it. But I just want to say, you sucked at our fantasy football invitation. <laughs> just for me to you. Just for me to you.
3: Oh man, I, I knew I shouldn't. Have. You know what? I I came well, in with no preparation in the contest, and now that I think about it, I I should have done so many things differently. But it's Tony's <laughs> fault for not letting me know who was available round by round. I'm blaming everything on you, man. It's what but, we do. But
2: Dell, this is a classic. You know, you you're the you're the big favorite, not the big favorite. You're a slight favorite, so you come back next year. People might buy low on you. You'll have some probably plus money, positive EV. You might sneak in, you know, maybe next give me, year, give, pal, me, but,
3: give me plus you know. 150 next year. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming with a vengeance. Thank you once again for joining
0: us on Championship Weekend. Hopefully we can talk to you again for Super Bowl weekend with your Rule the Jungle Bengals in there. But they got to get through those Kansas City Chiefs. I'm excited for you, man. Thanks again for stopping on. All
3: right. Thanks, guys. West, west 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 Coast Gamblers.
0: Well, Drew, the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here.
2: That's right, Tony Squares. And in honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team.
0: That means if I bet just $5, I get 280 in free bets if I win.
2: That's right, Tony. And DraftKings Sportsbook is now live i from New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. Yes, Tony, the concrete jungle itself. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl... 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit.
0: All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WCG and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code WCG at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. You got to be 21 years or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for a full list List of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. It's void where prohibited. You got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. That's promo code WCG for DraftKings Sportsbook. Dove C to the G, WC. West Coast West Gamblers. Gamblers. Conference championship weekend, boys. Four teams left. Two teams are heading to the Super Bowl two weeks from now, but now we got to figure out who gets there. The AFC is an interesting one. The NFC is an interesting one. As I said at in the intro, each of the hosts here is giving out two sides, a side for each of these games. We're giving out one total. We're giving out one player prop. We're going to try to hit all of these. Dangles. What starts us off this Sunday for championship weekend?
1: Well, you just heard us talking uh, mostly about it with our friend Chris Dell. A few minutes ago, we will kick off at 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific time on Sunday with the Cincinnati Bengals heading to Kansas City to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. These two teams met. In Week 17, and the Bengals won 34 to 31. Joe Burrow threw for 446 yards. Jamar Chase had 266 yards on 11 catches, uh, and the Chiefs still somehow managed to keep it within three points. The line is seven points in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. The total 54 and a half. It's crept down a couple of points. I believe it was 60, or 56 and a half earlier this week. So it's crept down a couple of points uh, this week so far. Uh, so. Chiefs Chiefs-Bengals, this one's going to be a lot of fun. We're expecting a lot of points. We're expecting a quarterback, a dueling quarterback shootout. I think I'm very, very excited for what this game promises uh, to be, especially considering last time came down to the wire as well.
0: Well, let's start off. I know we all have to give out a side for this game, but we also have to give out a total and a player prop before the show's over. So let's start off there. If anyone has them, shoot them now, because I'm taking a player prop that Chris Dell gave out. I was undecided on mine. I've hit the last two weeks on a certain quarterback to throw an interception. I didn't feel comfortable taking anyone this week, though, so I was happy Dell was coming on so he could give me some insight on where to go. And the fact that he said only one game this season, Cincinnati has given up a uh, a reception less less than 25 yards for the long and Hills number right now is 24 and a half. I'm going to join Chris Dell in taking that over because when Tyreek Hill caught that ball at the end of the fourth quarter that I don't know, 15-yard dig route and then suddenly he's gone in the end zone given a peace sign 10 yards before he gets there. Insane how fast that guy is and you just need one time with the ball in his hand for him to get over 24 and a half. That's going to be my prop for this game. Tyreek Hill over 24 and a half receiving yards. And I'll talk about this game, how I see it uh, unfolding in a second. But that prop to me is a gimme. You guys got anything else for this game?
2: I got my total here, boys. And lot, a lot like last week, my Brink Trucks bet was the Bills' team total points. And as much as that was a, a vote of confidence in the Bills' offense, clearly I had no uh, visions of them doing what they did in the fourth yeah. quarter. It's more of a fade of the Kansas City defense. And we saw the Honey Badger go out. Be banged up. Um, and, you know, I just think, I really believe that this Bengals team, and, and what Dell will talk about, game script. I think the Bengals can get out early. They can keep the pedal on the gas. And also, if this game script, if for whatever reason they have to play from behind, they're obviously comfortable throwing the rock with the, with those treated receivers. So I'm going to make this really easy. I think it's one of my best bets of the weekend. I'll call it the back of the Brinks truck total shave the sharp staying hot i'm just straight going Bengals team total over 23 and a half i think they scored 24 points i love this bet maybe a little pizza bet on evan mcpherson uh over two and a half pats made at plus 120 i thought that was pretty good ev there so i think the Bengals can score three touchdowns i think uh, mcpherson will kick all the extra points obviously so that's my little pizza prop and my team total Bengals over twenty three and a half. It's a
0: big number. It is a big number in this game that, yeah. that 54 to have that fifty four to fifty six total. And again, you said it last week, Drew. I, don't, I think all of them went under in playoff games, as you said, when you were breaking down the Bills Chiefs game. Obviously, Bills Chief went over, but it took them a while to get there. So it's going to be yeah. interesting to see yeah. how it unfolds in this one. Diggity dangles. What do you have? You have anything special for this game?
1: I have not one, but two bets, two bets Ooh. in this game, two bets in this game. I have my total and I have my player prop. I'll start with my total and I'm going right back to the well from last week. I'm betting the first quarter over again. It's 10 points at minus 115. It seems like another slam dunk to me this week after I nailed that first quarter and basically the whole <laughs> handicap of that Bills Chiefs game, if we're being completely honest, but especially that first quarter, you got two teams here with powerful offenses. They pass more than they run. And in week 17, that matchup I mentioned when they last met, there were 21 points scored in in the first quarter, I think this is a no-brainer. First quarter, over 10 points, minus 115 in this game. Love and then it. I'm going with an, another over here, uh, and it's sort of related to, to what we were talking about with Chris Dell. Not quite the same thing. I'm taking Jamar Chase's over on receiving yards at 85 and a half yards. Yes, it's a big number, but he has gone over. He has had over 100 yards receiving in four out of his last five games, including that big 266-yard 11-catch, three-touchdown game against these very Kansas City Chiefs. And this wasn't like 10 weeks ago when the Kansas City was having trouble putting their shit together. This was a couple weeks ago when they would already gotten their shit together and are starting to be in the form that they currently are in right now. I still think Jamar Chase is going to be unstoppable. He's going to get his 100 yards. He's going to get into the end zone. Give me the over on his receiving yards at eighty-five and a half.
0: Love it, Dangles. Love it. Let's dive into the sides. Even though, Dangles, you're the worst gambler on the show right now, I still say I love it because I'm here to support you because I'm a good friend. But for the sides, I'll go first. I didn't want to bring this stuff up when Dell was on because I wanted to feel good about his Bengals' chances heading into this weekend. And I understand that Week 17 game, Cincinnati roared back and won, but they were down 28-7 to in that game. And I do believe Kansas City started to sleepwalk at the end of that game knowing they had all the games, important games coming down the line. I don't think they sleepwalk through this one. They won 11 of the last 12. That only loss being Cincinnati, and they've been on fire as of late. That Buffalo game, I mean— It wasn't just kismet. They went out, they had 13 seconds left, and they did what they had to do to win that game. And they're impressive. You can never count them out. And I think they explode in this game on these Bengals. And uh, I'm going to go with this little stat for you that I wrote about in the Gaming Society newsletter. Since the NFL merger, there has been a spread of a touchdown or more in the AFC Championship game 20 times. And the favorite has covered 16 of those 20 times. Times. The last one happened in 2019 when they beat the the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Titans 35 to 24 when they were seven point favorites. I think it happens again. I'm sorry, Cincinnati. You had a wonderful run, but it ends here. The future is bright. This is not your year to make the Super Bowl. Kansas City minus seven. I've been good on them all season long. In fact, I'm ten and five when betting on Kansas City this no, I'm better than that. I'm nine and four when betting on Kansas City this year. I'm gonna continue that trend. KC minus seven. Drew, what do you got?
2: Tony, great stat. I read the same one. um, And, you know, I was actually angry with you for making us choose a side (laughs) on this game. Um, I was not prepared to uh, choose a side. I mean, again, at this point, these lines are uh, sharper, uh, sharper than, you know, a butcher's knife. So I believe I believe this is right at the seven. It's a perfect line. Seven and a half. I actually like the Bengals quite a bit. Six and a half. What do you know? I like the chiefs. <laughs> so, yeah. um, right, right at the seven, uh, I'm going to lean towards Tony squares. Uh, I like his stats there. I do think they have the firepower to at least, you know, push, if not get over this number. Um, and who knows, you know, we, I didn't predict this. I predicted this with the Raiders, um, and the wild card round. I, that was not true. There is a chance that the Bengals just maybe come out completely flat. Just, Hey, We're happy to be here. You never know. Um, I don't think that's going to happen, but the Chiefs obviously have the ability to blow anybody out, and I will lean – and make my official bet on this pick because I have to, it's a force play Kansas city
0: minus seven yeah. with the square. Sometimes the playoffs, you got to put your nuts on the table and make a bet. My guy uh, dangles, what do you got?
1: Well, you know, I really want to be contrarian just for the sake of be contrarian and, and go against you guys here and, and take the Bengals. And I, I think it is entirely plausible that they, that they cover. I think this is absolutely, you know, this could go either way, but I just cannot get myself away from how good the Chiefs look right now. Their form—you want to talk about current form? I mean that you know, as a, as a way to handicap a game or a thing to consider. That's my biggest thing for them right now is the form that they're playing in right now. Patrick Mahomes just looked on like on another level. And I don't know if you guys saw the NFL Films video of the last 13 seconds. Oh, incredible! Which. And that that shit scares me. If I'm anyone playing the Chiefs, if you're the the yeah. connection that Hill and Mahomes and Kelsey have, Kelsey seeing, you know, the coverage on that first play uh, to Tyreek Hill, um, where he got just like a what a five yard pass and and made something out of it. Travis basically saying if they do that again. That seems wide open. And what did Leslie Frazier do? He came out with the exact same defensive call. And it's hard to blame him in that situation because all they want to do is uh, keep him in front of. hard to blame him. It's it's all they want to do is keep him in front of. But I, that said, I said it's hard to blame him. But that said, I do <laughs> think I do think they should have man they should have manned him up or put someone a little bit closer. You can't just let Tyree kill or um, uh, Travis Kelsey get into open space like that. Just that savant like telekinetic con- you know connection that these three have is just really scary right now. And Pat Mahomes' ability to extend plays is incredible. Joe Burrow isn't very good at that. I think since he got away with having a mediocre offensive game against Tennessee uh, because Ryan Tannehill threw a bunch of interceptions and they got extra opportunities off of that to score. Um, but here I just I think they're going to run into a buzzsaw. I'm taking the Chiefs minus seven.
0: We're all on KC minus seven. Ooh. We're all on KC minus seven. Going to be interesting to see if that happens. I will say... Uh, in, in that 16-4, and four, the favorites won 16-4 when the spread's this large. The four times the underdog covered, they also won those games outright. So, just saying, there's still a chance. Rule that jungle. I just don't know how the
1: defense keeps up, right? Like, if the Buffalo defense, which was the best in the NFL, Tops and DVOA considered the best couldn't uh, stop the chiefs from scoring how That's is the, the middle of the but how but either way the bills would you say objectively that the bills are a better defense than the than the Cincinnati yes, Bengals yes yes so I just don't see how the middle of the pack Cincinnati Bengals defense is going to have much more success stopping this Ch- Kansas City Chiefs offense when the bills vaunted defense couldn't do it
2: real quick guys I actually just I'm literally thinking in real time here which is you know a which rarity is always, uh, uh, it could be yeah it could be <laughs> interesting for Shaver the sharp down this rab- rabbit trail in his brain the Bengals over twenty three and a half in Kansas City minus seven. I don't see any situation where both those bets lose. I really don't. I mean, if the if the Bengals think about it, if the Bengals are scoring over twenty four points, uh, you got that bet, and the and you assume the Chiefs are going to score, you know, twenty eight, thirty one, whatever. I don't think those bets are both going to lose. That's called a free roll. I'm betting. <laughs> Bet Bengals over 23.5 and Kansas City minus 7. We're going to get both those boys. Bengals,
0: the reason why I, 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 I guffawed at you saying Buffalo was the best defense in the league, they were statistically, but they played a hell of a lot of games against some shitty, shitty offenses. Yes, out they did there. not
1: play good the,
0: teams. The reason why I, I guffawed at those because I do believe the best defense in the NFL is also playing on Sunday. And it's in the next game that we're talking about. We've talked enough about the AFC. Let's jump to the NFC. Dangles, what do we have for the nightcap?
1: Yeah, Len, we are here in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. The San Francisco 49ers are back in town. They are three and a half point underdogs coming into SoFi Stadium to take on the Los Angeles Rams. Totals 46 points. In this game, and uh, as we mentioned before, LA is not selling tickets outside of zip codes in the greater Los Angeles area to keep the amount of red in the stands down. It's gonna. This one's gonna. You know, we talked about as you mentioned. You know, we talked just now about it being an offensive battle in the Chiefs-Bengals game. This one is shaping up to be a defensive battle in a lot of ways. You've got two good teams who are very good at the pass rush that are very good at run defense and that have formidable secondaries. Uh, So I'm I'm excited to look at this. I think again, I think we're gonna see a lot lot of you know questions about trench play here we don't know if Andrew Whitworth is going to play for the Rams yet that could leave that left side of the Rams offensive line vulnerable Nick Bosa is supposed to play uh so we'll see what that uh, how all of that shakes out but uh boys this is this is going to be a fun one I couldn't I couldn't pick any totals or or props in this one but um (sighs) look I am tired let's dispense with all of the crap about you know or that's on repeat about Sean McVay versus Shanahan and the Rams yips against San Francisco. All of that happened during the regular season. They've never met in the playoffs, and the playoffs are a completely
0: different beast. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was a little uh, sprinkling, a, a little. Uh, I guess not, I'll he, go yeah, first. Not, I'll go first. He's not giving us his bet. He's just sort of. I do not know if you hey, guys wanted to just wanted, to just wanted to
1: just build off that. I'll give well, the bet. I'm taking the uh, Rams yeah. minus three and a half at home. I'll jump in right now. I don't care. I'm give I'm taking the Rams here. Uh, I think they're finally gonna to exercise. Their demons. They're gonna win. They're gonna win this game. San Francisco is very has played very well, and yes, they've had the Rams the Rams number, but I just. I just can't. I just can't get there. I'm going with the, in a coin flip game like this. I'm going with the team that has the better quarterback. Not that that is hamstrung, Jimmy G. I will say. I did read a a, a great stat that he is. Oh gosh, from Dove Kleiman. he's three and zero in the playoffs when he doesn't throw a touchdown, and nine and two when he in his career when he doesn't. Throw a touchdown so I mean that's it's one of those things where it's like it's hard to argue against Jimmy G doesn't have to be great or even good he just have to and would you believe I went back and looked at this because I was like man nah, Jimmy G didn't throw that many touchdowns would you believe there was only one game this year where he didn't throw a touchdown just one he threw at least one touchdown in every single game this year except one Pat Mahomes didn't even do that Josh Allen didn't do that it's wild it's wild how this team wins but still but still, I think this is the time I am picking the better quarterback. I am picking the Rams to get this monkey off of their quarterback. I just, there's just too much. I'm reading about how oh, cool. San Francisco has the edge here and how the Rams can't beat San Francisco. And I just, it makes me scared.
0: Uh, Drew, you have to give out your player prop. I have to give up my total. I'll go first. Uh, I won't give up my side ahead of time. Like dangles did. he's just so ready to talk about the Rams. I I, I let him go. He's just so excited, like a little puppy. Um, I like taking those team totals when we get down into the trenches here with these final two games remaining. I almost took the under in this game, but the L.A. Rams came out on fire in that Tampa Bay game and, and kind of ruined my under from the beginning, so I'm not going to take the total uh, on the game. Instead, I'm going to go to San Francisco. I do believe the Rams are playing the best defense they ever have. I do believe while well, you said Andrew Whitworth might not play, Trent Williams will play for the 49ers, but he is on a limpy leg and going up against Vaughn Miller, uh, Leonard Floyd, and... Aaron Donald coming up the middle. I think Jimmy G throwing a touchdown or not, they're not going to be able to run the ball very well against this team. I think they're going to try to make uh, Jimmy G is going to have to make plays in order to win. I'm not sure he's going to be able to do it. the The way the 49ers make the Super Bowl is if this game is in the teens, and I think San Francisco is definitely going to land in the teens. San Francisco under 20 and a half is my total for the week. Shea for the sharp. What's your prop?
2: Well, Tony, you said the best. Jimmy G might have to make plays, but I don't think they're going to be big plays. And I was actually looking for a Debo Samuel rush attempts prop. It's not up yet. Um, but I think this is going to be Mitchell, Debo out of the backfield, and God, how many passes do we see at Lambeau on Saturday night where Jimmy is just throwing ducks to the outer boundary? And it's just like, oh my God. Shanahan does not trust him. Even when he was you know, leading him to the Super Bowl, he's not trust him. This is an easy prop for me. It's an easy handicap for me. I'll get into later. My player prop: Jimmy G under 230 and a half pass yards. Um, take it to the bank. I think San Francisco wins if he doesn't get that number. I really do. This is a, just a ball control team. They're going to sustain drives. You notice that Bucks in the Rams game too. Again, we talked about that. Both those teams have can sustain long drives. They're they're, they're both these teams, their pace is very, very slow, um, and I, just, I think 230 and a half is
0: kind of... It's just it's just too high a number for Jimmy G. Give me the under on his pass yards. Alright, uh, now it moves on to the side. Dangles loves those Rams minus three and a half, and Dangles, I'm going to join you. Listen, this Rams team sold all the picks they had in the farm to make it to this moment, and the last team standing in their way, as you said, is the boogeyman of Kyle Shanahan, the monkey on their back. I believe this is the one. I Listen... I know, good friend of the show, he was on last week. Aaron Pond is listening right now, and he's excited. The big balls won't let them take off the tarmac, as he typed in a tweet to us after the game. Thanks again for the timing on that, Pont. <laughs> Um He's very excited to watch his team play in the NFC Championship. Jimmy Garoppolo could compete in the second Super Bowl in three years for the San, Fran 49- San Francisco excuse me, 49er team. But I have something to say to Pont. Your team fucking sucks. And they don't deserve to be here. There were seven better teams in the NFC than this 49er team. And they got here. They got here. They definitely did deserve the credit. They're like the Bengals. They will not come close to winning this game. I think we have two snoozers on championship weekend. I really do. I think the LA Rams win this in a wash. LA Rams minus three and a half is my side. And it has nothing to do with the fact I'm still ornery over the Packers loss. Shay for the sharp. What's your last side you've given out?
2: Well, this is going to be a surprise, guys, because when Sean McVay goes trick-or-treating at Kyle Shanahan's house, he gets no candy. He gets tricked, (laughs) okay? Um, Sean McVay squeals like a pig uh, at the presence of uh, Kyle Shanahan. Sean McVay will be wearing a tutu and an apple in his mouth and a belt around his head uh, when he approaches SoFi Stadium, okay? Sean McVay does not have it against my boy, Kyle Shanahan never has, never will. It's not going to be Sunday. And even if it is, it's not going to be by three and a half points. What is this line? <laughs> is this the worst line in the history of the playoffs? Three and a half points? What are we doing here? Six straight times. Shanahan has just shannied uh, McVay's fanny. And we're going to put this number at three and a half. Bad line, bad line, bad line. If it was two and a half, I would get your Rams pick all day long. Um, I'm taking the hook. It's not hard. Uh, and, and 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 you're right. You're you're absolutely right, guy. You're absolutely right in this sense where you know everyone is talking about this dangles. Everyone knows the stats, but I do think I do think there's a little bit of a mental block here. And I know all you know. Cool, uh, the Stafford wife and uh, and um, uh, th- all the Rams wives are saying, "Oh, we'll buy your tickets. Don't sell them." But some tells me, some tells me, there's gonna be plenty red in that stadium on Sunday. I don't think the Rams are gonna have the home field advantage they expect. I might be wrong about that, but um yeah, three and a half, this is an auto play for me. I think I, I think I've actually bet San Francisco against a spread against the Rams for four straight times hasn't failed me once I'm going back to well give me San Francisco plus three well
0: Drew you are 10 and 5 when betting on 49 games this season so they have been a, a team of good uh, regard for you and you're also eight and four on the Rams so you know these two teams pretty well coming up on the season but this is it this is for all the marbles and that's all of our bets for the yeah. week my friends that's that's a lot of fun we do have the money line challenge and the teaser challenge coming up but Schaefer of the sharp has the Cincinnati team total over 23 and a half, and Jimmy G to go under 230 and a half passing yards. His two sides are KC minus seven begrudgingly, and the 49er team plus three and a half. Diggity Dangles, you have the first quarter over 10 points in that AFC Championship, and Jamar Chase over 85 and a half receiving yards. You also took KC minus seven, and you joined me on the LA Rams minus three and a half. Myself, I took San Francisco to go under 20 and points in the NFC Championship. I took Tyreek Hill to go over 24 and His long reception against those Bengals, and I'm on KC minus seven and LA Rams minus three and a half. Now for the moneyline challenge, we've been doing this all uh, playoff long, all <laughs> postseason long, I should say. And Dangles has yet to hit one, but we've been keeping the points. Uh, if you hit the pl- obviously, it's a plus money moneyline parlay, and those are the amount of points you get in this total if you hit that shape of the sharps are leading with 253 points i'm at 128 dangles is at zero dangles will let you go first then i'm gonna make drew go and i'll finish it out because i have one last shot to catch drew in this dangles you got a money line parlay for this final weekend
1: oh man um i mean well look I- i'm behind here right and i gotta make up i gotta make up some ground so i think what i'm gonna do is take both underdogs at plus there we go. eight 100 to try and take it back in one fell swoop because why not why not it's not really what i think is going to happen necessarily but I, it could it could happen and i gotta get back in this thing so give me the bengals and the 49ers at plus eight hundred to climb back into this thing and win it all in the last week.
0: Love it, dangles. Love it. Shave for the sharp again. You're at a uh, two fifty three. I'm at one twenty eight. You don't need a lot to sort of cinch it here. What's your money line parlay? Who's heading to the Super Bowl?
2: Gonna make it easy, boys. It's gonna be a rematch of two years ago, the Kansas City second half comeback. KC SF plus three seven seven. Um, I will be rooting for Matt Stafford. But I can't see. I don't know. I just, I, I, I like the 49ers until they prove it. Until they prove me wrong, I'm going to keep betting them. Kansas City, San Francisco plus 377.
0: Well, Drew, that stinks because I uh, I wanted you to take something different. I wanted to take Kansas City and LA have the two favorites move on. That would only give me 106 points and that wouldn't let me catch you even if you miss this parlay. So I got to do what Dangles has done. I got to take one of the underdogs and I truly think that you also took Kansas City and San Fran. I can't take that combination. I got to take the other one. Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals gives me plus 471. L.A. and Cincy, that's my Moneyline Parlay, special to try and catch Schaefer the sharp Boys, it's time for the teaser challenge. Now, Drew... He was very mad I made him pick the Kansas City Chiefs and Cincinnati Bengals spread. I would argue he was more angry that we're doing the teaser challenge with only two games I mean, and four <laughs> legs possible <laughs> to doing? take. Now I did, Oh, you can pick the totals too. I did too. give him I the was option. I did give him the option. I gave him the Steve Fezzik special to do totals as well, to tease down totals as well. Only makes yep. Steve Fezzik hate this show even more. So you can take any total. You can take any uh, line okay. in the teaser. He's a challenge now. Schaefer, the sharp—you're one and one. Dangles is zero and two. And Schaefer, I'm going to make an executive decision here. I think we've been doing Dangles a disservice from the beginning, as the novice better. You're going to sit your ass down, and we're going to let Dangles take the first leg in this teaser <laughs> challenge. Because the important thing no is because we- we're teasing two <laughs>
2: fucking games. There's four sides. Go ahead, Dangles. Be my guest. Have we a ball. We play this
0: game like we play the Gravestones game, where if a host takes one leg, the other host cannot take that leg that week. Each of these guys are taking a two-team teaser. Six points. That means if Dangles chooses to take the Kansas City Chiefs, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, it goes down from minus seven to minus one. Dangles, the first leg of the teaser challenge
1: i mean yeah of course it's kansas city down to a pick right <laughs> how do you not how do you how do you not how do you not do that um K-C minus so one? that's got to be it yeah kc minus one
0: Ah, so sorry okay, uh, so sorry Shay, for the shot oh Wouldn't damn snap snap thing? second pick of course i would but you got the first
2: pick apparently because <laughs> you hey know, I, didn't I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't make the rules that's fine i didn't make the rules Okay, well, this is gonna be easy. Uh, uh San Francisco plus nine and a half for the second overall pick yeah. out of four in the teaser challenge and conference championship Absolutely. Sunday. Good job, Dangs. Go, what, what's your second leg? Please tell me you're gonna oh tease the God. Bengals at plus fourteen. <laughs> try to middle it? Is
1: he
0: gonna try to middle it? <laughs> try to I know, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, um you know, I think I think I'm gonna tie it in with a tease. I'm gonna I'm gonna tease the total in the other game down to 40
0: and go over
2: and go over. Yeah.
0: Shave for the sharp. You have a uh, San Francisco plus Ooh. nine and a half. Ooh. What's the second part Day. of your plus 13 challenge?
2: hungry dogs <laughs> run faster. Fun, fun, fun. A double underdog. Tease, tease, please tease me. Tease me. Please me. I have San Francisco plus nine and a half and the Cincinnati Bengals plus 13. Welcome to the West coast gamblers. All our new DraftKings Kings uh, listeners. Have a ball. Yeah.
0: God. <laughs> Kansas City San minus Fran one Rams. the San Fran Rams. Uh, uh, over 40 is Dangles' teaser. Uh, Schaefer the Sharp has taken the double underdog teaser. San Francisco plus nine and a half. Cincinnati plus 13. And that is it for the West Coast Gamblers' championship Weekend, We're going to have a couple of fun shows coming next week during Pro Bowl week. Might dive into some sports we normally don't talk about. And then, of course, it's Super Bowl week where we went, once more, yes. I will mention this, we went 13-5 and five in prop bets yes. of last year's Super Bowl and plan to do it again. That is the end of the West Coast Gamblers. Thank you so much for listening. For Schaefer for the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crooks, and Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio. My name is Tony Cavallo, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Somehow still sponsored by DraftKings, and even more somehow still on the Gaming Society YouTube channel. We are the West Coast Gamblers, and as always, thank you for listening. West Coast, West Coast, West Coast. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers.